Glory to Jesus Christ. Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today is Zacchaeus Sunday. This is for us the pre-Lenten, pre-Lenten sign that Lent is coming. Because we're not officially into the Triodian or into the pre-Lenten Sundays. But Zacchaeus Sunday is the Sunday which says Lent is coming. And we call this Zacchaeus Sunday, of course, because the gospel pericope is about Zacchaeus and his encounter with our Lord. But there is a context. There is a place in which this happens. And I want us to start there. What does Jesus enter and pass through? What place does he enter and pass through that Zacchaeus finds him? Jericho. Does everybody know the significance of Jericho? I heard Joshua. Yes. Do any of the kids remember the story of Jericho? Yes. There's trumpets. There's marching. Very kid-friendly story here. All right. The walls come down, right? Jericho is the first battle, the first conquest that Joshua leads the people of Israel into reclaim their land that had been promised to them. Jericho is an odd story, right? This is not the typical way that you siege a city. Can you imagine what the people thought when they were told, all right, here's the plan. We are going to take the Ark of the Covenant, we're going to take seven priests, and we're going to get some uh, ram's horns, they're going to blow this horn, uh, each of them, and then we'll go behind the Ark of the Covenant, and we'll go around Jericho, because the king of Jericho has realized, invaders, all the doors are shut, strict fortification, no one in, no one out, we're going to survive this. That's the plan. No battering ram. They don't have trebuchets and things like that that I know of at this time, right? So, not just once, but how long are they supposed to do this? Seven days. The first six days, they're supposed to go around once. What happens on the seventh day? Not three times. Seven times around. Three is a good biblical number to guess, yes. I'm sure they were glad that they didn't have to go 40 times around. (laughs) And what happens? They blow the horns, the people shout, and the walls come tumbling down, right? Can you imagine on the fourth day, as they're going around Jericho, this is a really bad plan. (laughs) How is this going to work? I do not understand how God is going to work through this. We have ahead of us, how many weeks are in Lent? Six weeks of Lent. What's the seventh week? Holy week. So... The first week, we go around once. The second week, we go around once. The third week, we go around once. The seventh week, we go around seven times, right? 
the intensity increases, the shouting at the end. We are preparing and have our own spiritual Jericho before us. Some of it might not make entire sense. This is how God wants us to give a tithe of our year, to dedicate specific time of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, a particular spiritual struggle. And especially, can you imagine the seventh day? It's not one time around. They're going to go seven times around. When we get to Holy Week, and we are going to every evening have services. Not just every evening. We'll also have on Thursday morning, Friday, the entire day dedicated to our Lord. But we look to the example of Zacchaeus who wanted to see Jesus. What does he do? He's short of stature. He realizes, I've got to get a point of view. I have to get ahead. The crowd is too much. So he runs ahead to get up into a sycamore tree. One of the reasons why the fathers put for us this gospel I think there's the resonance of Jericho, that there is spiritual warfare that we are to engage in that is coming, that echoes the same conquest of Joshua. We also have a plan, right? God says, here's what's before us. Zacchaeus sees, I want to encounter Jesus. I'm going to have to run ahead and climb up into a tree. Lent is coming. This is the sign. This is the trumpet. This is the shout to say, prepare yourselves. Get ready. Plan. Pick out the tree where you're going to run ahead and know that Jesus is going to come that way so that he can look up to you so that you can look down to him and that he can begin to engage you to say, I'm coming to your house today. The spiritual life is not haphazard. It may not make sense on a certain level to us as a kind of carnal or bodily minds, but it is exactly the path to our salvation, to our health. If you wanted to marry someone, would you just hope that it happened one day, that suddenly, you, I was going to say you're going down the aisle, but okay, maybe you don't go down the aisle, right? But you come and you just kind of hope that this is going to happen. No, you first have to ask them out on a date, right? (laughs) You have to actually engage with them. You have to say and sacrifice your time, your energy, your devotion to that person. Otherwise, the wedding is just a dream. Our spiritual life is something that can't just be haphazard, that just kind of happens, that we kind of slide into Sunday in, Sunday out. It's something that we have to attend to with intention, with purpose. This is part of the reason why the church gives us this time of Lent. A particular intensity, a particular tithe, as the fathers talk about it. A tenth of the year given. You have to do so in order to place yourself in the place where Jesus is going to pass. Yes, God is always knocking. Yes, Jesus is always closer to you than your own heart. 
but you are a human and you have to think you have to plan you have to sit down and start saying all right if i'm going to actually engage the fast i need to start preparing for the fast now not the second or third before you know it right you're in the third week of lent and you're like i guess i should probably freeze the rest of the chicken right now is the time. The church prepares and then prepares and gives us all of the signs that we need. But look at Zacchaeus as this icon of what someone pursuing God in repentance looks like. When Christ sees him up in his, that tree, that sycamore tree, he tells him, Zacchaeus, hurry up, get down. I'm going to your house. And what does Zacchaeus do? He made haste and he received him joyfully. This is the icon of repentance. To, with some speed, with, you know, that jump in your step, right? This joyfulness of the encounter with Christ. We have, for whatever reason, this uh, picture of repentance, this portrait And I think that many of you, if you don't suffer the self, you've at least experienced it on some level. Where we kind of think of holiness as this kind of fortification against the world. We're going to build up our walls. There's a kind of frozenness, even roboticness, coldness, distance, dour, sour, very serious. But... That is not what repentance actually looks like. I think we have this idea, we see it on television. It's also something, this particular self-condemnation, the product of what's going on in our hearts, where we think that we're encountering God or moving closer to him, but what we're really doing is just wallowing in self-pity, self-condemnation, self-concern, and there's no joy. We're really repenting, right? We're being very serious about our sins, but there's no love. There's no spark. There's no jump in our step. There's no love. God is the God of repentance, but that is not just making ourselves feel guilty or feel bad. Sorrow is a necessary part of repentance, but it's a sorrow that comes from where we can see the lack of, where, where we could be free and loving and giving, joyful. There's nothing like getting to the fourth or fifth week of Lent in our fasting where we begin the complaining. <laughs> maybe not even the fourth or fifth week, maybe even like cheese fair week, right? The week before. <laughs> We're already not looking forward to it. We need to find freedom in the spiritual disciplines of the church. That doesn't mean freedom from them. It means finding freedom in Christ in them. How we can actually learn to love, to forgive, to have those walls, those fortifications, things that we think that we have to build up to preserve, to protect. But let them fall down as Christ comes. As Christ says, I don't want the walls. I'm going to make my home with you. Zacchaeus continues to be an icon of repentance because this haste, this speed, 
this you know, lightness that he has, this joy, this sincere repentance, it brings fruit of an abundance. The law, the Mosaic law, if you cheat someone, you're to restore to them twofold. What does Zacchaeus say that he's going to do if he's cheated someone? So he's a tax collector. He's rich. I don't think he got rich because he just took what he was supposed to with a little bit on top. There is something here. This is not just words. This is out of the abundance of his heart. His repentance brings forth fruit. There is a need for us in repentance to be creative. What do I mean creative? Again, I don't mean creative from repentance. So we say like, I like repentance, but I'm going to be creative. I'm going to name something else that's not repentance and call it repentance. I don't mean that kind of creativity. St. Amphilochios of Patmos was someone who loved trees. And on the island of Patmos, you all maybe remember the island of Patmos. This is where John had his revelation, the book of Revelation. There is a monastery to this day in a cave where he had the revelation that has a monastery attached there. But there, pine trees were unheard of in Patmos. It was basically a barren island. And St. Amphilochios would give, as he heard the farmers' confessions, he would give them a penance. And do you know what that penance was? Go and plant two or three trees. The women of the island who had never seen pine trees before, they saw these trees. You know what they named these trees? Amphilochians. <laughs> they named the trees after St. Amphilochios. This dry, barren, rocky island became green. It showed the repentance. And Elder Amphilochios, he would go around and he would check just make sure the farmers had actually planted their trees and not just planted the trees and then walked away, but like, are they actually taking care of them? I'm not telling you to go plant trees. We have plenty of trees around here. But you can see the kind of creativeness here. The ability to do something that actually brings life. That is something that renews, that refreshes, that is an abundance that moves not from a place of kind of, how shall I say this? Self-defense, self-governance, this kind of self at the center of it. But it is a movement outside of yourself. And it's abundant. It's not measured. It is from freedom, from creativity. God wants us to be living, breathing loving, abundantly present people. This is what people of the cross, people of the resurrection are. St. Amphilochios would say, when you plant a tree, you plant hope, you plant peace, you plant love, and you receive God's blessing. Find this Lent, and it doesn't just have to be this Lent, find some way to give, some way to be able in your repentance to produce some kind of fruit that's going to need tending that is going to need a continuous attention that will be the abundance flowing from a heart truly turning to God 
Zacchaeus made room in his life, his schedule. He planned ahead. He received the presence of Christ and laid the table before him, brought him into his home. This is the movement of repentance and of salvation. It's moving away from ourselves and it's making somebody like a rich tax collector into someone who's an abundant, merciful almsgiver. Our Lord tells us salvation comes to the house today because Zacchaeus, who was lost, has now been found. The Son of Man comes to seek and save us. He has come to circle round about and figure out how and what way he can tear down those walls. If we'll just join him, allow him to come into the depths of our heart to receive him with joyfulness, with haste, with abundance. This is salvation. And God has given to us, given us Lots of time to work this out. We have before us a few weeks, and then we have six weeks, and then the intense seventh week. An intensity that is not to just tear us down, but to build us up. To give us Christ and God the Father and His Holy Spirit to make His home with us. Amen.